All right, Mike, welcome back to another one. Uh, Rory, no, how are things? Yeah, not too bad. Did you get up to much over the weekend? Uh, not not really, mate, not really. Yeah. Uh, trying to keep out of trouble, that's the main thing. I know. What <laughs> I about trying, yourself? No, I was trying to do the same, just had a bit of a quiet weekend, didn't really do too much. So yeah. maybe turn the volume up a wee bit this weekend or something. Um, there you go. Yeah. Exams and everything will be finished next weekend, so that'll be the... I'm not jealous, mate, I'm not jealous. Yeah, I remember the... exam season, yeah. worst time of my life. That'll be the all hell break loose. So if you see me running around central London like a mad one, I won't bat an eyelid. Just, just, just you're enjoying yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, in terms of markets as well, markets um, this week quite quiet, actually, really on yeah. the front. I mean, we had a bit of data came out, but you know, definitely didn't see the, the momentum as we thought. We've seen a bit of volatility here and there, but you know, I think um, one thing to do, we'll just share the screen here for anybody watching, is we'll just take a look. At the S and P here so far this week, anyway. Um, so I'm sure you can see that. Okay, yeah. Yep. You know, so I mean, if we're just looking at the S and P this week, really, this is just on a four hour view. Um, I've just moved that out of the way. We can see here. Um, obviously, last Wednesday, 26th of April, uh, or two Wednesdays ago, sorry, we've seen these sort of lows of four thousand and sixty. You know, then we've seen this run up here at the beginning of May, all the way up to nearly forty two hundred. Didn't quite get there. And then basically from there, we've just been trading sideways. Mm. I mean, there's just, you know, there's been a bit of volatility here and there, but markets pretty much have moved sideways. And just as we discussed earlier as well, you know, if we go back here to, to the start of February, we were still around this 4,100 level and markets yep. really just have moved sideways. I mean, on Monday, we had the bank holiday here in the UK. Um, Tuesday then, what, what did we have? We had US CPI came out. Uh, that came out, uh, what day was that? That was here on Tuesday. You know, with USCPI came out 4.9 versus expected five. Um, yeah, tight day that day. Yeah, didn't really move markets overly that much. Uh, going into Wednesday then, obviously markets came down a bit, moved back up, and then now Thursday, Friday, and we're pretty much just where we are at the beginning of the week. I mean, what what's your sort of thoughts on it? You know, where do you, do you think CPI yeah. is definitely on the right path? I mean, look, yeah, quite a week. Um, you know, we had some data points, but uh, in terms of what we've had recently, you know, we are on the back end of the earnings calendar. So, you know, not surprised to see the S&P, you know, moves be a bit more tighter, yeah. things move sideways. We, you know, it's not every day that we're going to see or every week even that we're going to see these big volatile swings and money making opportunities. Sometimes markets consolidate. And um, I think as though that kind of speaks to the psychology of the trader, isn't it? It's just, yeah. Um. You, you can't be involved every single day. No. Uh, it's choosing your times, choosing your entries, and ultimately when the opportunity is there, don't force it. And I feel yeah. this though, uh, it's been one of those weeks where it shifts like right. Maybe it's probably best to sit out. Yeah. Um. And look, I think markets across the whole have been like that largely. Uh. In all honesty. Um. You know, it's. I mean, prior to that, I mean, last week, the week before, busy weeks, earnings, information, it's... data points. You know. Yeah. But, Sometimes when those macro factors aren't there, well, then markets do nothing but consolidate, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And as you mentioned as well, but, you know, the S&P earnings into the back end of earnings season now, just haven't got the catalyst coming out. Yeah. I mean, earnings in the first half, you know, we've seen big tech was obviously surprised to the upside. I yep. actually see, I actually seen a post. I'm going to have to drop it into the app. Um, I think it's something like the NASDAQ. Um, Apple is basically pretty much the fang, but they're, they're pretty much up like 34% this year. Yeah. Or, or something crazy, or 54% this year, they're up at something crazy. But if you actually look at the NASDAQ in general, it's actually not performing as well as what you would expect. 
And it's pretty much those heavyweight tech companies that are holding markets up at the minute. And I yeah, think that, good point. I think that was really clear, you know, coming from the earnings we've seen, you know, was it Microsoft that jumped 8% uh, after the close when they reported last Thursday? And we've seen things like that. But whenever we look through the broader market and look through, you know, as I like to call the nuts and bolts of the economy, these smaller companies, they are starting to struggle. And we started seeing, obviously, the um, the regional banking crisis as well in the US. It, it just doesn't look as if markets want to move higher. We're seeing the exceptions. And I also seen another post as well. Again, I'm going to have to share it. Um, it all just comes to the top of my head, so I don't have it ready. Um, it was actually different sectors in the S&P 500 during tightening cycles uh, yep. in, the, in the past 40 years. And every time the Fed seems to tighten, and um, believe it or not, the IT sector seems to outperform. Interesting point. And uh, again, there was another sort of conversation I was listening into on uh, Bloomberg or one of the uh, media outlets. Um, basically, people had kind of priced in that tech was over the worst and they slowed down towards uh, Q3, Q4 of last year. And essentially what people were kind of betting on towards, um, you know, the beginning of this year, Q1, was basically going into those big tech names and buying them on the assumption that they were oversold. Yeah, uh, that there was value within those big techs, so they they were you know first to you know kind of suffer from some sort of slowdown, uh, uh, you know, yeah. Q three Q four last year, and they're the first to bounce back up. Hence why we see Meta outperforming, Apple outperforming. You know, the big yeah. now, as you said, Rory, I'm just repeating you now. You know, really doing well. Um, and and look, that's just yeah. simply how it is. I feel yeah. as though looking forward now, I'm probably of the idea that. Recession is probably, I personally think, Q1, Q2 next year. Yeah. Um, I feel as though big institutions are going to be gearing up towards those defensive names. Your mm. your, your dividend stocks, um, will, govies will probably play a big part in you know those portfolios moving forward too. Yeah. Um, one thing I, I will say actually, um, kind of I I did an in depth analysis on it, um, uh, on the app. Mm-hmm. was those shorter term govies were yeah. absolutely insane as of recent and i feel as though you know i won't go in too too much depth but you know the two two months three months govies uh six months govies all yielding north of five percent exactly absolutely insane and this is obviously in the anticipation of uh you know the debt ceiling being sorted out yeah. um yeah. i feel as though that's probably been the, one of the main talking points this week Definitely. um it's just one of those where people, it's, it's just blown out of proportion. Do you know how many times the debt ceiling has been raised over the past 40 years? Yeah, I mean, that's 78 just times. <laughs> it's been raised 78 times. <laughs> it's like, look, they'll raise it, yeah, or else all hell will break loose. Like, yeah, are we really going to get there? I feel as though that's more political than, it, you know, markets talking, really, if I'm being honest. Exactly. You know, the, one of the things I always say is that, if there was going to be severe trouble, markets would sell off because markets are a very good indication of the economy. They're very good at predicting what's going to happen next. You yeah. know, and the fact that markets aren't selling off, the fact that markets aren't freaking out about this, well, what does that tell you? It tells you that everybody behind the scenes is saying, let them think what they want. You know, this is just another bit of financial jargon, bit of financial media, throw it in the bin. Yeah, We'll yeah. just focus on what we have to focus. As you say, the US have never defaulted in their life, no. in the history are they going to default now? Of, of course, uh, they can't afford. They can't afford it. I mean, uh, there was again uh, a video I was watching earlier in the week, but essentially there's been forecasts on scenarios 
terrain in the depth ceiling yeah. and whether they you know extend it or whatever or sus- or suspend it for, yeah. for for a period of time that's your, your two options you either raise the ceiling or you suspend it for a bit yeah um the um the outfall of not doing anything about it on 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 the default uh is so much more catastrophic yeah what potentially you know could could happen in terms of downside risk if it does you know if we, if we do suspend it for a while yeah um it's going to create a lot of backlash you know the the, the uh, employment in terms of nominal uh, values would would increase by millions yeah. uh, over in the US which is substantial and and there's given, the uncertainty as well the uncertainty yeah, is given, the, given the fact that central banks are in engineering these slowdowns this doesn't need to be added on top because, yeah. uh, you know, as we said, the discussions about recessions have been hard landed, soft landed, mm. mild recessions even been chucked in there now. Yeah. If you don't sort the debt ceiling, well, then it's going to be either mild or a hard landing. Yeah. And again, uh, more political than anything, you don't want to be, you know, the, the Republicans don't want to be the party to, um, basically, put millions out, um, millions out of a job that no. that won't buy, but abide well with them. Yeah. But on the same, on the same sort of uh, same sort of token, you know, they're, they're going to cause as much fiasco as possible because obviously, um, presidential cycles uh, next year's election year, and obviously they want to create a bit more turbulence for Joe Biden. That's my interpretation of it, anyway. But you know, that's yeah. why I feel as though a resolution hasn't been met as of yet. No, I, I feel the exact same. I think I think next year is going to be a huge year for markets, you know, in terms of political sides anyway. I mean, if yeah. if we've seen Biden probably get another term, I do think we could probably see markets starting to tank. You know, we, I really do think it. Um, I mean, they're not going to be afraid to spend. They're not going to be afraid to rank up the, the bill even more. You know, it, 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 it always goes around. You see it in sort of different outlets that, you know, the Republicans are the big spenders or that you know, the Democrats are the bigger spenders, but really what it comes down to is just the different sort of, you know, terms that we went through. Everybody sort of blames Trump saying that, you know, he was one of the biggest ever spenders, but I mean, yep. it, did, it didn't matter who was in office in 2020, you know, they were always going to spend a lot. I mean, it wasn't, I, I always say it wasn't the president's decision, but all the stimulus that came through, all the money went through, it was, it, it was all coming through whether they liked it or not. Of course, of course, I completely agree with you. You know, and it was it was the same in two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Very similar story. I mean, you were always going to get the stimulus, the QE pumped in there, raising mm-hmm. raising the debt ceiling again. That was something that's going to happen again. Doesn't matter who's present, and I think sometimes it's just the luck of the draw, really. There too. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And the opposite side's always going to want to, as you say, just turbulate that a bit and really just cause something. And you know that then sort of just brings me in as well as looking at US CPI this week. I mean. We were expecting 5%, came in at 4.9, slightly cooler than expected. I mean, you know, you would like to, you'd like to think that that was good news for the market, but really markets didn't take it that good. I mean, you would have expected, mm. you know, you would have expected a bit of a weaker dollar. You would have expected equity, equity markets to rally. I mean, they didn't do that. Do you think equity markets now have just come to realize that it is what it is? We're heading in this direction, whether inflation comes down or not. You know, I, I've got a quite an interesting view of it. You know, myself, I just want to hear yours first. Yeah, it's, I think it's a combination of a, a myriad of factors. I think we're looking at uh, inflation now and um, 
yeah, we, we, it was it was it was a nice reading, you know, to come in below. Yeah. Like that, that's positive news. Yeah, but I feel as though markets are of the mindset is all right. It was it just beat. Yeah, what, four and a half didn't come in at four. Yeah, it just beat. So you know, a lot of people are probably looking at that and thinking, well, you might as well just call that in line. Yeah, um, and and I think that's what the majority of you know the institutional players are thinking. Um. I feel as though with regards to uh, responses in the market, you know, you, you're, you're bang on there, not much. Um, I think as though people have kind of come to the realisation that rates are probably going to see five and a quarter, five and a half. I yeah. don't think there's cuts priced in this year. I feel as though the market's anticipated that. Um, I, again, you know, it, it's been highlighted in the past. Um, whilst inflation has been high, interest rates have uh, superseded the rate at which inflation has been at, you know, yeah. all right, now it's at 4.9 and inflation with 5% uh, base rate over in the U S um, th that means nothing. There's, there's still scope for the U S to go further yeah. because yeah. let's not forget, you know, Jay Powell said there the, the other week uh, after his uh, press conference, 2% um, is yeah. the target not three three yeah. and a half two so yeah. um and so you're going to get the pressure you're going to get the pressure of people trying to move that target up you know yeah. the, i i have heard of some economies around the world starting to move their target to two and a half percent inflation and things you know and that's one thing the u.s really have to try and avoid and they will avoid you know as drone paul says the target as you said two percent is the target not three not four you know and i think as you say markets are now anticipating that they might raise the target inflation they might do something and it's not uncommon for the uh, you know terminal rate to be above inflation rate. That's for sure. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? And you know, one thing I would always say is that you know we're obviously in a period now of disinflation. And if you you know if you scroll through to page three hundred and three of your economics textbook, it'll tell you that that's not good. Mm. You know, it'll say that that's actually not good for economic growth. It's not good for you know uh, stability. And basically, what it is, you know, in, in layman's terms, is that there's not the same amount of uh, production going on in the economy. Now, while that seems good from a monetary policy perspective, what you could also start to see is that inflation comes down so hot, it just runs right through 2%. And next thing before you know it, you've got rates at 5%, inflation's at zero, GDP isn't growing, and you're stuck yep. there. And the Fed have to come in and cut rates 100, 150 basis points. They do that, markets freak out, they don't know what's going on. And you know, next thing, equity markets are down 10, 15%. Yeah, 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 it's an interesting one. Um, I feel as though equities are consolidating at the minute, yeah. as as we just said. You know, S and P seems to be consolidating. Yeah. Um, I feel as though, you know, Q three would be a good indication, a uh, good good leading indication as to where we see equities play out the sort of medium term view of said slowdown of said, you know, uh, growth in the economy. So it'll be interesting to see. Definitely will. Once we see unemployment rates rise too, that's yeah. going to be another one. I mean, yep. we then seen Bank of England as well, twenty five basis points, um, yeah. You know, up the four from four twenty five up to four and a half. I mean, comes as no surprise, but you know, the Fed are obviously pretty much now. Um, their rate is pretty much in line with where inflation is. They're not far off it. Here in the UK, though, it's a different story. I mean, inflation's running double of what the um, current um, bank rate is. What do you think of that? Yeah, uh, look, inflation's all got all of these. It's, 
not great, mate. <laughs> it's not no. great. You know my view on it. Yeah, um, I mean, do, we, do you we've think we said wait this for the in... next inflation report. Do you think that's going to be the next big thing? Waiting for the next UK inflation report. Yeah, well, I feel as though in the FX markets, I think you know all eyes are on sterling. And I'm gonna I'm gonna share my screen if you don't mind, Rory. Um, yeah, yeah. Obviously, I was very much anticipating, uh, you know, where we'd see sterling prior and post. Uh, I had marked this one two six level here as a means to 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 watch out for. Um, I, I put that in a one two six and a half. We were hugging that line uh, earlier in 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 the week, and it's just. We failed to break it. I thought we would have seen uh, movement upwards, in, in all honesty, Rory, is, is what I was hoping for. Yeah. But um, we just haven't seen it. We just haven't seen it. You know, it's um, that's what I kind of uh, wanted to see, this, this break here. Let me just yeah. – that's what I was hoping. Yeah. And I, I, I was posting about it earlier in the week when um, we were doing our FX calls. You know, we had quite a solid look. If we look here, we had quite a solid little run mm -hmm. uh, weeks leading up. I thought it should be the week where everyone was looking at uh, Sterling and thinking, yes, boom, four and a half. Inflation is still high. I, I thought it was almost a given. Look, I put in my yeah. other bullish indicator on on balance volume looking looking nice and um, you know, RSI is creeping towards the overbought level, which is obviously a bearish indication. Mm -hmm. But my, my my thinking was simply, um, well, the US are over most yeah. of their worries on the inflation okay. front. Again, as we said, we're, we're not contradicting ourselves, but you know, they're largely there. Yeah. Um, in terms of uh, the UK, no, we're not. No. <laughs> I, I mean, thought we're... it would be the obvious kind of uh, big name currency to pick up the mantle with regards to a nice carry trade yeah. and the immediate response has you know rejected that idea you know we were at one two four as of you know speaking now i was hoping we'd probably see one two six and a half maybe yeah. creeping towards one two seven we were at one two five one two five and a half for most of the week um, yeah. so i was a bit surprised on that front in all honesty exactly and as you say you know if, if the carry trade isn't good isn't there and if it can't take it any higher i mean you know what is pretty much going to take it higher. That's yeah, it's, you know, that's it's, it's, it's an interesting one to look at. I feel as though, oh yeah, you you raise a good point. All eyes have got to be in the UK. If yeah. you're in FX land and we're looking at rates, I feel as though the US just got there first, got it under wraps a lot quicker. Brought it down a lot quicker as well. Let's people, let's not forget we've been in double digits for over over, over a months year and months and months. It's it's boring now. It's getting to the yeah. point where it's like, well, where does this let up? Yeah, and um, it just doesn't seem to be. So, uh, look, if that is a rejection of that one two uh, six level, well, I'm going with my bullish nature here, Rory. I still think longer term. All right, may not be next week or the week after that, but the longer term, we will see. You know, the inevitable further raising of rates in the UK. Yeah. You know, we might see a pause in the US, but I think they'll go further. But the UK still needs to go further. So I'm still bullish on that. But, you know, surprised by the short-term rejection this week. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to share my screen again with Cable. You know, I've got something sort of drawn out there, if you can see that. Yeah. Just that sort of support level really coming in there at around that 120, sort of this uh, 
you know, 124.50 level. Mm. Where we have support. You can just see the top tier, the top tier. And I think that's where we're going to find some support. If we actually do break yeah. below that, that then opens up the 123. And then down below that, then I'll start to open up, you know, even lower yeah. than that. Good point. And it just it makes you think if you do break below 124, why? Yeah. Why? Because everything would suggest, especially on the macros and, and you know, in terms of where we are, uh, everything to me suggests that that 124 is going to be a nice pivot level. Yeah, um, and it you looks, can see that, that candle looks nice there in terms of you know, uh, uh, and you've done it on the, on the yeah, it looks yeah, it should tick up yeah, should tick up hopefully. So yeah, that's that's what I said. I, you know, short term, I'm, I'm I'm somewhat bearish and capable, but I I don't think I personally don't see it being below one twenty five for the rest of the year. Just I, I don't see why not. You know, and looking at it here on a monthly chart, you know, if we look at exactly what happened here back in September October. That was obviously the whole, um, you know, the shit show we started seeing in the UK. Yeah, you know, Liz Trust. So that was the, that was the Liz Trust pound. You know, back here was uh, COVID. Believe it or not, this here was COVID. Mm. So that's another reason it moved down. And then obviously here, um, just at the end of 2016, that would have been Brexit. This whole yep. move here, you know. Yep. So obviously from May 2014, where it was, believe it or not, 170. I mean, fuck, you'd be in America. Mad, isn't it? It's come to think of that. We should have been in America every bloody week. We should have went there for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but back there, obviously, 2014, we're at 170. Came all the way down to now 125. If you just look here from 2017 to now, a fair price. Now, this isn't a statistical calculation or anything, but if you just look here, a fair price, you would say is 130. You know, somewhere yep. in between yeah, yeah. this is around 130. And I think that's where we're approaching now. And I see cable being at one thirty. I see it as a fair price, and I think, that, and I think that's where people are bringing it up to. I think that's exactly where the institutions are looking to go to. One thirty is the target. People who were holding from this trade all the way up, I think they're going for one thirty, and that's pretty yep. much my that's pretty much my view on it. I mean, by the time it gets to one thirty, um, UK inflation will probably be well. Hopefully, I'm just speculating. Could be twenty percent. Who knows? <laughs> well, it could be. But it'll probably be under control. There also might be a bit of a recession head in. So you're going to start to see the flip, you know, there too. So that's just yeah, something. I mean, I don't, you know, I, you know, I'd be keen to hear your, 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 your opinion on this. But yeah, when, I, when I'm looking at cable and I'm trying to identify uh, the causes of weakness in sterling this week, yeah, you know, I, I'm scratching my head as to where to look to why that is. I, I really am a bit dumbfounded. The things that kind of spring to mind is possibly the um, the political uncertainty with regards yeah. to you know sort of recent local elections and the Tories having a bit of a, mm-hmm. a shit go of it. In all honesty, and Labour kind of seems to be you know winning uh, local governments and picking up a few seats there. Yeah, I personally feel as though the Tories are in a better position to. Uh, handle the economic uncertainty. I feel personally, I feel as though the, the Labour Party or the party of uh, high levels of government spending, uh, willy nilly uh, print a machine, don't care, don't worry about it. Um, yeah. Listen, that ain't going to help. That ain't going to help the inflation battle. So I feel as though that might potentially be why we're seeing the reaction in Sterling. Well, I. I, 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 I would I would agree hundred percent. I mean Andrew Bailey did make the comment yesterday that um you know there's potential pauses on the horizon, you know, they're sort of indicating it at, at pauses. Um it was quite a 
it was somewhat a dumbish statement, you know, that the Bank of England came out with. Mm. And now, you know, anybody who doesn't understand monetary policy action or or anything around it, all you need to know that if you're running inflation at 10% um, and you're not a third world country, you're not Brazil, you're not Argentina, you're actually the UK and you're running to inflation at 10%, you can't be dovish. You, you nope. have you have to be committed. Whenever um, whenever the US inflation was running at 9.1, the Fed were hiking 75 basis points. They weren't afraid to say we're going another 75 basis points. Yeah. Jerome yep. Paul says we're, he basically came out with... Um, with Mario Draghi and yeah, Mario says, Draghi, yes, whatever yeah. it takes, right? Yeah. yeah, and that's what he pretty much said. He says, you know, we're here to fight this, and you know, the job isn't done until inflation's down to two percent. So people, people were like, well, the hell with that. I'm not fighting that. I'm not fighting the mm. Fed, mm. and that's what they did. But now people are looking at the Bank of England, saying, well, the Bank of England look, look as if they're not they're, they're being a bit dovish. And then, as you say, we've also got the political unrest here. I mean, everything that happened with the Tories during 2020, 2021, the COVID. Yeah. the scandal thing you know oh, they're not they're not going to get the huge back and if labor come in what's the first thing they're going to look to do the first thing they're going to want to do is to get off the flash they're just going to turn around to the print machines and say a thousand copies an hour please thanks very much and throw it out to everybody they're going to be doing this they're going to be doing that and i mean first thing you're going to start to see is you you're going to start to see the nhs getting these huge pay rises potentially you might even see the private sector then as well get yep. pay rises the minute you start getting the pay rises Everybody out spending the money. Inflation's down to five percent. Next thing is back up to six, seven, eight percent. No, you're bang on, Rory. And the thing is, as well, and then, like, and know, then where, where, where did the Bank of England sit? Yeah, yeah. You know, the thing turn... is, you know, demand side's there. You know, the spending's still there. We spoke about yeah. this previous issues. You know, it's a hard one to battle. Yeah. So, so I mean, you know. that's the sort. Of, that's the sort of position I sit on at the minute. I think it's it's going to be quite a difficult one. And I think you've, I think you've really hit the nail, uh, the nail on the head there. I think a lot of it is probably looking ahead into the politicals because. You know, let let's be honest. Whether you support them or whether you don't, it's not the it's not the point. But just being straight, I don't think the Tories are going to get another seat. I don't think they're going to get another round next year. Yeah, I think you know, I think, is, I think yeah. this is their last term. I think this will that'll be them done when it comes around to election season. I, I truly think it'll be about a 60-40 split. Think know, so. I think yeah, I think it'll be quite a big loss for them. I mean, I so every everybody will be blaming them on inflation. You, the big thing that Labour will be turning around saying to people is that we'll give you money, we'll help you, we'll, we'll cover costs. They'll not say about inflation. They'll just say we'll help you cover the costs. Yeah. You know? So I'd say that'll be their tagline. You know, cutting, <laughs> cutting costs, rising inflation in small... Cutting costs in size 52 and then in, in font about four or five, I'd say <laughs> cutting costs, rising inflation. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, yeah. I wanted to share the screen, Rory, quickly. I wanted to have a quick look at... What do I want to look at? Um, can you see Bitcoin? Yeah, we can see it. Yeah. So I bit, I did a bit of an analysis on Bitcoin earlier in the week. I kind yeah. of took off the markings, but essentially what I was uh, looking at, I was looking at on on, on the daily. Yeah. Um, again, took the markings off annoyingly. But I was hoping for... Um, uh, no, look, there we go. Let me just expand it. Yeah, I kind of saw this consolidation pattern really kind of uh, form uh, over the course of the last week or two. Yeah, uh, essentially we kind of peaked out at around you know unable to break thirty here. That's this where where my curse is currently at, and you know I I kind of saw that symmetrical triangle form. Um, essentially, uh, I was looking at you know where we're going next. I said, well, there is a case for it to go upwards. Obviously, when 
we look at the technicals, you, you move into these, uh, you know, consolidation patterns like the symmetrical triangle, and you typically tend to see um, price continue the overarching, yeah. um, you know, uh, swing of momentum prior to that shape forming. And hence why I, I drew this green arrow in here, and I, I drew the green arrow on, on the back of that shape saying, okay, uh, we could potentially see breakout north uh, and, you know, race back up towards 30 but you know we've seen the opposite we've yeah. seen the opposite now obviously i kind of penciled in um this uh this level here about 27 being the key indication that we might potentially see a rebound at that level or if not if we do see further price action move uh down below that well that could be potentially you know if we see i'd say 26 mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's 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 an interesting one. Um, it is definitely, and I think if you are listening to this, a good podcast to go and watch is the one we done earlier today. Yep. Uh, with Daniel, I think we talk about this quite well. You know, he shares his view in Bitcoin. We sort of share our view. So definitely yeah, a good absolutely. podcast to go and look at. But yeah, yeah. I, I I would agree. There, it looks like you know we're we're heading on that downtrend. Could we come as far as twenty thousand again? You know who knows. And as as Daniel says earlier, I think a lot of the out, a lot of the outlook on Bitcoin this year will definitely depend on what happens in the US. I think he summarised that quite well. He did, he yeah. did, and I think one other kind of speaking point as well. Um, again, we're not giving too much away, but macros and uh, yeah. the analysis that you put into your coins, Ethereum, yeah. Bitcoin, going exactly. more hand in hand than people like to think. Yeah, exactly. Well, just looking ahead then into next week, just before we wrap off, a um, bit of a quiet week next week uh, in terms of major data. We have RBA meeting minutes coming out on Tuesday. Uh, some yep. UK some UK unemployment. Uh, so unemployment here is currently 3.8%. So we're going to see whether or not uh, that changes. We are expected to stay at 3.8%. Canadian inflation, uh, US retail sales. Uh, then on Wednesday, we have building permits in the US, uh, Japanese uh, GDP as well. Then on Friday, we have... Um, Jerome Powell speaking as well as I uh, think that's probably the highlight. So that'll probably that'll probably be the highlight. I mean, unless you're really looking into the deep industry, building permits there on Wednesday might move a few things. Yeah, I, I doubt it'll move much, but you know something. The building like permits is one that I, I might look at. We, uh, I know I've, I've done a bit of analysis on on the app with regards to some some REITs uh, underperforming on base. I, I'm screaming to the to the hills, basically saying, look, there's going to be a correction yeah. in your real estate market. I don't care if it's residential, office space, whatever it is. Um, I'm bearish across the board. Yeah, uh, I've yeah. done, I've picked out a few REITs uh, in particular, but I'm just bearish on real estate as a whole. So that, that could be an inter interesting yeah, one yeah. to watch. Could be, yeah. But I think, I think we've summarized that well. I think definitely... Week's going to be quiet next week, I would say. Um, yep. Not much earnings coming out. Yes, uh, Fed's Jerome Powell speaking at the end of the week. I think markets will be quiet right up until then. Yeah, um, yeah. Tr traders will take a break for the week, probably hit the beach. <laughs> <laughs> probably, so probably. probably. Or if they have any sense, they'll be like us and hitting the bar. <laughs> <laughs> probably a better idea. Yeah, probably. All right, Mark. Great one. Uh, nice to catch up with you again. Nice one, Rory. Thanks. Cheers. All right, thanks. Have a good one. Bye-bye.